because this is for the Rasa. This is for the Rasa. Rasa, Rasa. This is for the Rasa. This is Reformed Rasa, and we are back with another episode. What is this? Episode 21. I am Martin Velasquez alongside with my brothers. Justin Corona and and this is Pastor Vic right here. And gracias for tuning in once again. So, I mean, we've come a long way. I've I've um, was listening to a couple of the older episodes and like, dang, we're a little bit more comfortable on the mic now, eh? So <laughs> we were kids back then. <laughs> so hey, it's dope that you know it's kind of like a like we got the twenty episodes in. And now it's like we're getting it in now, you know what I mean? We're stepping up to a new kind of, uh, not not direction, but we're kind of being more, how do I say We're it? growing. We're, we're growing. growing. I was say we're growing. That's, that's <laughs> a word right there. See, when I don't have the words, you guys fill them in. That's why, you know, kind of believe right here. here, you know what I mean? That's right. So, yeah. So, man, gracias for tuning in once again. couple quick announcements. The Facebook page and the Instagram page is now up, man. Amen. That's dope. It took us a while to get it up, but now it's up. And follow us on Instagram. Hit that like button on Facebook. Reform Raza podcast. Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Find us. Follow us. We're, we're it's, it's it's dope because we're gonna be you know posting pictures. You know, mm-hmm. posting. Uh, this is something that we're gonna start doing is these live conversations. Yes. That we're gonna have on topics that arise. Like if if, you, if anybody has liked that Facebook page, you know that we did the the Halloween. Uh, Christians and Halloween. Let's talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Should Christians celebrate Halloween? Should they? Shouldn't know. You know, we had that conversation. We gave our thoughts, and it's not necessarily something we're going to speak on the podcast, but just as conversations come up, we're going live on Facebook. So, yeah. So bear look with out. us. Yeah, look uh, out for those things. This is something too that that we're still learning too. I mean, we're not professionals as putting out content all the time and. And and trying to be like a public figure, like like these are new to us. Not yet, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so even too, like on Instagram, we want to start um, posting just little snippets of us recording live, and even too, just asking. Actually, one of the things that I would like to do on the Instagram is start asking questions to you, the listeners, that you guys may be able to answer there, yeah. and then maybe we could bring them up on our podcast episodes. So uh, a lot of different ideas that are rolling. So uh, yeah, so. Facebook and Instagram, go ahead and follow us, like it, share it with one of your friends, coworkers, maybe uh, a dog, I don't know, somebody, <laughs> you know, Scooby-Doo, you could listen, no. No, yeah, just uh, just invite people to like the page, uh, and just use this as a reference, too, just, you know, uh, in case you have any questions or anything, hit, hit, message us, too. Yeah, yeah hit us up on, anything. yeah, hit us up on the, uh, you can send us, send us a, uh, the DMs and instant mm-hmm. messages and we'll respond. You know what I mean. So it, it's cool that that's now up that we can actually interact. You know. What yeah. I mean? mm-hmm. So even the emails up there, reformrasa@gmail.com. Hit that email button and, and give us your thoughts on on an episode or something you'd like to see us talk about. You know what I mean. So and gracias to those who already you know liked us and follow us. We're, we're we're trying to make it grow a little bit, little by little. You know what I mean. So, I mean, bear yeah, with us. We're this. learning. We're learning, you know what I mean? We're not the most professional people in the world. 
Yeah, but. really not. <laughs> <laughs> if you yeah. can see our studio. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. It is what it is. Hey? So before we get into this topic of uh, godly manhood, we're going to first touch on um, something we talked about in, the, in our previous episodes about Kanye. Kanye West. So on the on the current events episode, what is that? Episode nineteen. Yeah. Uh, we we talk about the three stories, and one of them was uh, Kanye West being a Christian, and we did that one before Kanye West put out the album, right? Yeah. And now he put out the album. You know, it's been like two weeks, something like that. Yeah, something like two. Something like two weeks, and so there's been a lot of um, reviews, a lot of opinions, and uh, first of all, before I a get lot mine, of talk, a lot, a lot of talk, a lot of a lot of talk about it. it. You know what I mean? What are your guys' thoughts about the whole Kanye West Jesus King <clears throat> album? Um, I felt like it was Costco. It was a really good sample, and I say yeah, that, and cool. I and I say that because it was good production wise. I just felt like it could be longer. Yeah, the songs. Just a lot of the songs were short, but you know, given the amount of time he was working on it. And how and how he he wanted to rush to put it out because he was just excited about this this newfound I mean what do you say radical conversion yeah that he just wanted to put something out and uh, man you know I, I I did I enjoyed it are you rocking with it yeah there are a couple of songs that that I've been playing uh, not all the songs but a couple of songs yeah yeah how about you Victor. Yeah, I thought I thought I thought it was a pretty good album. I have to agree with Justin. I like that there was a one song where, we, where he was he was singing. He wasn't rapping or anything. He was just singing. Oh yeah, yeah. Giving yeah. praise to God basically yeah. for what he's done in his life. Yeah. There's a there's two songs that that I really I really like, which was a uh, follow God and close on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> I, I just thought you know we, uh, follow God where he's. He's just going with the flow. He's, going with He's the getting down flow. on that one, yeah. We was talking about being Christ-like and the way that he acts and the way, you know, how his dad was rebuking him and everything. Like, that yeah. ain't Christ-like. Yeah. So now he's got, got to be thinking, like, man, Christ-like. Think more Christ-like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, I, I, thought, I, thought it was, I thought I thought it was good for his first uh, Christian Christian album. Yeah. I thought it was good. Yeah, so I, I do got a couple thoughts on it. I thought it was it was pretty dope. You know what I mean? I, I've never really been a Kanye West fan. You know what I mean? Like I said on the last one, I remember when he first came out, you know, the Through the Wire uh, song was pretty popular and the Jesus Walks and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. me, I've always listened to, back in those days, you know what I mean? I was more into like kind of gangster rap and, you know, Chicano rap and things like that. So, I mean, I wasn't really, you know. That wasn't your That wasn't my, my, yeah, my <laughs> type of music. Um so I've never been a fan, but putting out this album, I, that's a, this is the first real like Kanye West album that I actually listened to out throughout the whole song. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was listening to the lyrics and everything, and you know what? I give him props. You know what I mean? Uh, for coming out bold, and he, he he's a new believer with a newfound faith, and he's excited about his faith. You can tell there's some real fruit that that you're seeing from this. He's really unashamed to proclaim Jesus. And you, there's a lot of, there's a big change in him. You could tell from the interviews, you know, from the yeah. interviews, everything. To the I mean, he's not he perfect. Says, yeah. I mean, he did cuss on the big boy uh, 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 interview that he did from Power 106. He did cuss on that, but he wasn't cussing like like just to cuss. He said because he was talking about the music that he used to do and glorify, and he he that's like the only words he he could use to express what he was rapping about. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't really take it like, oh, he cussed like that. You know what I mean? 
Well, I, I think he's, a, it, he's a new believer. Yeah. He's trying to find his words, and I give him grace yeah. in that area. You know, I'm gonna say, yeah, I think that that's one important thing too that we have to understand that this man has only not even been a year. Yeah, that he has been saved. I mean, like just just understand that. Hey, like like he's new into this. He's yeah. still learning. He's still growing. He's adjusting to to new words. I mean, yeah. seriously, like when 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 you start getting into the Bible, when you, when you get into the things of God. There's a whole lot of words that you didn't even know existed. Yeah. Like propitiation, like what the heck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah. seriously. Yeah, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think nice we song. mentioned that in, the, in that episode too, that, mm-hmm. you know what, as we see these things, we know that he's going to slip here and there, that that we're uh, mm-hmm. that there's that grace, Yeah. For, especially for new believers. Yeah, exactly, because yeah. I know when, when I first came to faith, oh, yeah. it, being a life of drugs and stuff, I did slip up, you know what I mean? I did try to go back yeah. and I started using again. But then, you know, through God, the Holy Spirit, just convicting me, I was, you know, able to leave that behind once and for all. And so that's the kind of thing that we have to give grace on, you know what I mean? But I do have this two thoughts real quick before we move on. Um, Kanye West is not the savior of CHH, Christian hip-hop. That's what I was going to say. You know what I mean? It's dope. It's dope, man. Like, Like, right now, this Kanye West that we're seeing... It's dope. I give him props. I give him credit. He's a believer. He's a brother in the Lord. Praise God. But I do hear a lot of people that, that listen to Christian hip-hop. They say, finally, we got a good Christian album that we can listen to. Mm. My response is like, bruh, do you even listen to CHH? Do you even search? Do you even you know, listen to Christian hip-hop? Yeah. Christian hip-hop has a wonderful history, even since the inception of, of hip-hop culture in New York. It's almost like Christian hip-hop arose like a very low underground you know genre and it's been growing ever since you know what i mean and there's a lot of good christian hip-hop music out there like good solid christian hip-hop kind of has a like a reputation of being corny to me it's only corny to those who are not saved because they're rapping about jesus and the savior and testifying of what god has done that sounds corny to the world to a world full of you know uh, lyrics full of violence and putting down women and you know gangster rap because over here on the west coast that's what I'm used to listening to you know what I mean gangster rap gangster music yeah. you know the whole game banging thing you know Chicano rap all that kind of stuff it's opposite you know what I mean yeah. so I can see why people would think Christian hip hop is corny but as a Christian Christian hip hop is is dope man <laughs> I don't see him as a savior I see him as a I don't know how to put it. So when I first came to the things of of God, I didn't know there was a whole realm of Christian music. Yeah. So I see it as like not the savior, but more like an eye opener that there's more stuff out there, especially for those who don't know that yeah. already. If that makes sense. No, I, I, yeah, I could see because that. because yeah. I didn't know there was so many Christian rock bands. I didn't know there was so many yeah. Christian hip hop artists. Until I actually looked. Yeah. Other than that, I only knew what I heard, which was on the radio. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So unless the people actually look, stuff, yeah. they're not going to find it. And you know, mm-hmm. a good place to look is when you look in like playlists on Apple Music. Yeah. Or even too, a lot of times it was, it was YouTube. Right? You mm-hmm. listen to a song and then you see your recommended list. Oh, check that out. Boom. Yeah. You start finding it. That's how I used to find a lot of artists. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so, I mean... Christian hip hop, I mean, there's a lot of good, like, lyric, everything that you like, you know, where it's people coming from the streets, rapping about their life in the street, how Jesus transformed their life, 
you know, or that lyrical, you know, East Coast kind of stuff or that Dirty South kind of style, like D1 and things like that. I mean, there's there's, there's Christian hip-hop for everybody. Oh, you know yeah. I mean? there's, yeah. there's Christian everything yeah. in music. Yeah, I was going to say that when you say that Kanye West is a savior or finding or stuff like that, you're basically putting all the other artists down. Yeah, dude. Even the ones that are still in the game, you're putting them yeah. down. And that, I mean... We got we got some pretty dope Christian. Yeah, members. seriously, dude, and I and they're out there, man. And I give props to all those who've been putting it down because the difference between secular hip hop and Christian hip hop is that Christians do it more for ministry purposes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're not really trying to look to blow up or come up, you know, and be out there like on the mainstream. They're just trying to make music for believers and do use it as a platform just to minister the gospel. Or at least they should be having yeah. that mindset. Yeah, yeah. That's and, right. and and honestly, that doesn't make a lot of money. It doesn't. Nah. You know what I mean? No. It really doesn't. So that's why they're not out there flashing fancy cars. But a lot of Christian hip hop artists work regular jobs. You know, we're just regular people. But I thank them and, 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 and I praise God for them because they're giving people like me something to listen to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something yeah. that I could bump. Whether it's Shylin and that lyrical theology and that Christ centric kind of rap, or it's gospel gangsters or something like that from West Coast, Second Chance, or MC Boulevard, or whatever, Dirty South, D1. You know the the grape tree, you know old school mm. kind of stuff. I mean, I I praise God for brothers like that because I can, I can you know, delight in all that kind of music. You know what I mean? So praise God for that. You know, and plus one more thing before we move on. Uh, my wife she actually shared with me a song from the life of Pablo, the album that Kanye West came out before. Yeah. He where he describes it as a as a. As a Christian album with a whole lot of cussing. That was before he got saved. But he was rapping about biblical things. And you can see that God was already tugging at his heart because he was, you know, wanting to search God and this and that. But like I said earlier, he was radically saved earlier this year. And my wife shared a song with me. I think, yeah, I don't know. I forgot what it was called. But had Kanye West, uh, Chance the Rapper, and Kirk Franklin on it. You know what I mean? And so... Obviously, it wasn't like a Christian Christian album. He was rap. They were rapping about God, but it was in his times that were before he was saved. And my my thought and my my thing is that for Christians to have a little bit more discernment in that area, because even Kanye West said it himself. He got radically radically saved earlier this year. So when he made the album of the life of Pablo, he wasn't saved. But how many people like Kirk Franklin or believers that listen to his old stuff? would have already declared him a Christian, you know? Even though he himself didn't consider himself a Christian back then, but how many of us already declared him a Christian? Mm-hmm. Examine fruit. I don't think that's a bad thing to, to really listen to, to someone who's professing, a professing Christian and really examine them to, where, where, to see whether they are in the faith. You know what I mean? Because we need to step up, step up our game in that discernment area, you know? Yeah. We shouldn't just, just be too quick to, to receive someone just like that, and when we see their life is contradictory, you know what I mean, and really examine fruit and 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 to realize whether we proclaim someone to be a believer or not by the change that is in them, because evident this this new Kanye is evident that he's a believer prior to the you know old Kanye. We can see that there's a change. Mm-hmm. That's why I think people are quick to receive him because they do see fruit. But how many people already declared him a Christian because he had a song with Kirk Franklin? You know what I mean? And what kind of message is Kirk Franklin sending when he's, he does music with Chance the Rapper, 
or things like that where he's cussing and yeah. rapping about God. You know it's, I mean? it's like people declaring Chance the Rapper a Christian right yeah. now. I don't believe Chance the Rapper <clears throat> is a Christian. Honestly. Yeah, if, if you, you know I mean? if you see, yeah. even though he has been reading the Bible on you know Instagram Live, mm-hmm. which he did a couple months ago, and and then even just like how he's talking about God in his music, but yet his lifestyle hasn't changed. Yeah, exactly. There's no lifestyle change, although yeah. you know it. It's awesome that he is doing that. He's reading the book, the Bible. I mean, and and he is talking about God. You know that that that's cool. But there just still needs to be a change. There still needs yeah. to be a call to change. Yeah, exactly. And this, this is probably going to be a segue into our topic today. Yeah. So he has music that is, you know, rapping about God or Jesus. But at the same time, he has music. Who? That is Chance the Rapper. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's get that clear. <laughs> <laughs> he has music that is now talking about women in a provocative way, glorifying what the hip-hop culture defines as being a man, right? Well, what, what does the hip-hop culture say a man is? He's a, he's a gangster. He's a, someone that looks out for himself, someone that doesn't care about anybody else, someone that has multiple women, someone that gets their <coughs> hustle on, and, and they don't care about anybody else but their clique or themselves. That's what hip-hop culture says that a man is. He's a player. He's a <coughs> gangster. He looks out for himself and his homies, and when his homies turn their back on him, he stands alone. So we see some of that in Chance the Rapper's music. You know what I mean? A lot of even in the music video. I don't stuff, know if you see the music stuff. video that came out nah. for one of his songs. I looked at it just to to see. I don't know, just to see the music video. Justin. Yeah. No, 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 no. I do that sometimes. I'm just, I'm just I investigate. Yeah, I'm kidding. But I. I watched it and I was like, dude, like, like you know, I I try I try to be understanding, but like, still at the same time, like, dude, there's like women twerking in it, yeah. and then just a whole lot of things that are going on in it. I'm just like, ah, oh. I was like, man, yep, yeah, you know, it just only it just it just only confirmed what I already knew was true. Yeah, exactly. So we we labeled this <laughs> this uh, episode godly masculinity in a toxic. Society. Culture. Culture. Well, now we're going to have to label it that because you just said it. <laughs> Society. <laughs> Godly masculinity and a toxic culture. Because men are being attacked these days. Men are not allowed to be men anymore. And so it's important for us as men to, to know what the Bible says. What is a man? A godly man. Because once men start taking up the roles as men of God, then that's when we see change in the household. And even if, if more men stepped up to the plate, we can even see a change in society and culture, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for that to happen, we need to, we need to understand what is a man? It's not just being a male. There's a lot of males out there that, that aren't men. You know what I mean? So what is a man? So let's get into that. We'll start off with Justin right here. What is a man? What is a man? <laughs> well, actually, I have four things that I thought would, would be uh, important as far as being a godly man. Um, one of the first things I have is someone that is able to handle business, to take charge or initiate. Somebody that's not going to sit back, but somebody that's going to step forward and do something about situations. And one of the uh, examples I have is David 
David before he came before becoming a king. Mm-hmm. Um, during this time, it, it was Goliath. He was calling out the the army of Israel and 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 calling out their God. Nobody was standing up. Nobody wanted to take charge. Nobody wanted to do anything about it. They were they were in fear. They were afraid. And here comes Shepherd Boy David, you know, standing up and saying, yeah. "Man, who is this? Who is this man that is defying God? Who yeah. is this man mm-hmm. that, that that is calling out this our God? Uncircumcised Philistine. This uncircumcised <laughs> Philistine. Who does he think he is? Yeah, you know. And 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 he comes out and and this Shepherd Boy initiates and, and takes a stand and and goes forward. He makes it happen. When when other men, you know, even the king, King Saul, whom others looked up to and thought that this man was 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 uh, the great man. He was a man's man. He was a man's man. But here comes Shepherd Boy being the man's man. Yeah, there you go. And so and so that's that's one of that's one of uh, the things I think is is part of Golly Man. Secondly, I think is somebody that's able to stand up and speak up. Somebody that that's not passive. Somebody that that's that's able to speak truth. Boldly, you yeah. know, it doesn't matter who you're. I mean, I could be talking to the president. I need to make sure I speak what I need to speak. Yeah. And 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 to make sure that my words fall in line with what I believe, as far as what the word of God says. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I have here is uh, in First Peter three, fifteen. If you have your Bibles, go ahead. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, right here in First Peter three fifteen, it says. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. And so that always comes to mind. Like, man, like, am I, am I word enough to make a defense? And so I feel like as a man, we need to do that. We need to make, be able to make a defense, whether it be about the things of God or even for our family. Are we going to make a defense to speak up and stand up for what we believe? Thirdly, a man needs to be humble. I'm just going to say that. There are too many men going around that are prideful. Yeah. Yeah. We need to be humble. We need to learn to, to, to take the knee. We need to learn to, 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 to submit to authorities above us, even to police. Ooh. Whomever it is that comes to us, we need to learn to bite the tongue, to, to, to remain humble. Because one of the things, too, that the Word of God says is that God will exalt those that are that humble themselves so we shouldn't take out our cell phones and start recording the police when we get pulled over mm, no, <laughs> hey. no there are ways to go about situations yeah. and i don't think that's the right way to yeah, go about exactly. it um and lastly a man is a servant mm-hmm. not lazy he's not going to be folding his hands just sitting around letting the women do everything mm-hmm. do the cleaning yeah. and all that nope mm-hmm. i'm sorry but i mean as 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 much as I try to do it, and I and I feel like I I have built a rapport in this. I need to make sure that you know. I always tell Julie like, whenever we go somewhere, I always try to make it a point to try to clean up or help with any type of yeah. thing that I can, because us as men can't be sitting around doing nothing. We so, need to be on yeah. the move doing things. So a man does dishes too. Yep, does dishes. I do mm-hmm. dishes at home. I do the yeah. laundry too. I clean yeah. up around oh, my yeah. house mm-hmm. just as much as my wife. Exactly. That's yeah. that's, that's good because. Um, <clears throat> See, the world gets it twisted, you know what I mean? Uh, we think, or the world tells us that... There's roles. There's roles. Like, as far as like, oh, 
women, on, they're the ones that clean up the house, and the man just comes home after work and sits down. And Actually, you know what? Beer Col- and culture today would deem that as toxic masculinity. Oh, there we go. Uh huh. So now, now that we got this this phrase, toxic masculinity. Yeah. Where you know what? Also, too, men have become that stereotype too in some way. That's why we see a lot of you know. Uh, Mexican and, and, and black households without a father because they, they take that, that, that kind of machismo kind of thing and they don't care about their wives, they don't care about their children, so they're sleeping around doing other things behind the woman's back while the woman is at home cooking and cleaning and taking care of the kids and the man thinking he's the boss of everything, the king of the world, comes <coughs> home and, 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 and basically... Leaves his wife to shame, you know. I mean, doesn't do anything for his household. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not what a man is. That right there, if any, if we could use that phrase, toxic masculinity, that's what it is right there. A man that he can just beat his wife and 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 think that he can rule his household with an iron fist like a dictator. That's not a man, dude. I think this is conspiracy theory. It just came to my mind right now. Um, I think it starts with mothers. Starts and, with and, mothers. And, and, and mothers. subconsciously, because when a, when a child is born, especially if it's a boy, mothers and, and all the women and all that, they raise up this, this child into thinking that this is the most precious little boy. And depending on whose family they are, they call, uh, they call him their king or they elevate oh, this boy. Yeah, you yeah. get me? Yeah. And, and, and they, yeah, they spoil him saying, this is my with. boy and all yeah, that. And so going. this kid grows up into thinking and believing himself that, you know what, that, 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 that he's on good standings with his mom. He's okay. His mom loves him no matter what. Now, now all this is true. But it only builds up his 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 ego. Uh, his ego. Mm, I get it, especially and, in, in in Mexican in culture. Our culture, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. How you, we, we I hear a lot of you know moms call their sons oh mi rey, like mi, mi papi and things like that. Already like, claiming already, him yeah. to be like this boss, this yeah. man of the house, mm. when he still needs to learn. Mm. Well, well, even even with that, in today's culture too, not even like you know, Mexican culture or anything like that. You see, uh, baby pictures with with babies already. Dressing with that that ego like like that stylish and you know, uh, the, uh, I don't know if you've seen those baby photos where like they're they're dressed up they're like like if they're there's someone high already even as a little kid so imagine them growing up thinking that like well it's all about me mm, it's so, my so, thing it's so the, the, so too much praise of a of a of a young child a male in this situation yeah you think that plays a role in the way that he was brought up thinking that he is subconsciously i do feel like that mm, not not yeah, that anyone's purposely doing that that's yeah that could play a role mm, interesting interesting and how and hey that's why the role of a father needs to step in and, and show the kid this is what a man is you know what i mean if you are really a man you're gonna honor women you're gonna take care of your woman you know what i mean and that's good you know i i have a couple thoughts when all right, before I get to mine, let's talk about Victor first. <laughs> talk about me? Well, what's, you your, what's your opinion? What's your opinion? Uh, no, yeah, we just were talking about uh, before we started recording. Uh-huh. Like, you know what's our what's our opinion of, of what a man is? Because uh, nowadays, like I don't even know men know what a man is anymore. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the things that I thought of was uh, <clears throat> a, a man. A man is pure. Mm-hmm. Keeps his purity. Mm-hmm. Because right. uh, I mean. People get made fun of if, if you're not that, that guy that checks out the women. If you're not that guy that, that sleeps around, mm-hmm. you're known to, to, to guys around you, you're mm-hmm. known like, man, that's, 
that guy's gay. There's something yeah, wrong with yeah, him because yeah. he's not checking out women because he's yeah. not sleeping mm, around. Mm. And so me and Justin were talking about like, that's something that happens in high school. But I'm like, wait a minute. I mean, where I work at, my coworkers, they're not they're not saved. They're not they're not godly and. And we work right there next to the harbor, so there's always women passing around in bikinis yeah, yeah. and all that. And so they act like dogs. And they're like, yeah. oh, like, oh man, look, look at this girl. They break their girl. necks, man. Yeah, they break their necks. I'm like, I mean, I, I you know, covenant eyes. You just, I don't want, I don't want to do that. Yeah. It's not that I'm guaranteed. It's just I, I have that that keep keep my purity, and I don't want, I don't want to look at, I don't want to lust. Mm-hmm. And so when these coworkers they they look at me, they're like, well, are you gay or something? Mm. Now, now, just are as a gay? disclaimer, mm. these are terms that are used in the world. We're not yeah. saying this in any way of uh, demeaning anybody. Demeaning yeah, anybody. Yeah. 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 This is how people talk. Yeah. I mean, as far as guys in the world, this is how they talk. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, just, so yeah. I just want to put a that disclaimer. Out there. <laughs> little disclaimer. Right there. I'm not trying to offend anybody. Yeah. Because oh. yeah. Go. But but yeah. So so I'd say a, a man is someone who keeps his purity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A man who 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 waits to. To get married, because that's that's God's gift to you. Yeah, marriage, and, sex, and marriage. And I was gonna say, and stay devoted to one. Yeah, person. yeah, and stay devoted to one. Not not go sleeping around or going woman after woman after woman. Yeah. Uh, so a man stays pure. And so with that, number two is a man has self control mm. because uh, he doesn't go off. Off his emotion or how he feels mm, at the time. There you go. Having little tantrums and like, mm. well, this isn't fair. So you start breaking up everything. Mm. Or I had a bad day, so I want a beer and I'm gonna get drunk because I'm a man and I I, I work my money and and I deserve and I deserve I it. deserve I deserve <laughs> this. Or, or I mean, I, I gotta say it too. <clears throat> I say a man doesn't get self control. Doesn't let his emotions get to him. Mm. Where there he starts. Well, yeah, angry or starts crying every single time something didn't yeah, go right. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, to women that's not attractive, first off. But I think just yeah. as a man, I don't think you should get your emotion, let your emotions you get, get the best to, of you, yeah. get the best of you, which anger or sadness or whatever it is. So I'd say a man has self control mm. over the way that he acts because um, I heard this in that one song, but but it's true. Anybody can act the fool. <laughs> Anybody can act the fool, but it takes a man to, to you know to love. It may take a man to have control mm. over his emotions. Mm. So, I mean, I'm not gonna start you know start fighting with somebody just because somebody said something to me wrong. I'm not gonna start breaking windows because I'm not having a good day or something like that. I just say a man has self control. Yeah. So, so, and I want to read this scripture because because I was I was a. Uh, I was reflecting on this too in, in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 16, 13, which says, Be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, mm. be strong. There you go. Let all that you do be done in love. Mm. So I'd say, you know, with that comes watchfulness, uh, standing firm. I, I say a man is not a coward. Mm. He doesn't run away from what he's called to do by God. Mm-hmm. doesn't run away from his responsibilities as a father. Not even just that, his responsibilities in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, not a coward, he, he, he goes for it. He, he doesn't, I mean, part of being brave, part of being courageous is that there is going to be something that's like, man, a little bit scary for the risk. A yeah. risk. Mm-hmm. But the courageous man, he, he still goes mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. He doesn't run away. He knows his responsibilities and he goes for it. Exactly. Is it going to be tough? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I bet it's going to be tough. But men, 
go for it. They're brave. They're strong. And, uh, you know, just reflecting on that scripture, the word of God literally says, act like men. Yeah. Be men. Be brave. Be strong. Almost like even then, they, they already knew the standard of what a man was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in order for... Um, for him to say that, act like men, it's it's almost assuming that everyone knows what a man should be like. Yeah. You should be like this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, the last thing, because I don't want to take up too much time, because I know you want you have some things to say, too. But, take your time, bro. But yeah. I'd say also, with that being babe, being strong, responsibility is, is uh, we can't be lazy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We can't. Um, I mean... Us as men, we're, we're, we're those the providers, right? Yeah. We have to pay the bills. We have to make sure that the house is running. And there's some days I don't want to go to work. What? But I got to go. <laughs> but I got to go because I, I can't yeah, be yeah. lazy. I can't be, more, you know, lazy around. You know, my, my room, even earlier today, my room, my bathroom had to get cleaned. And no one's gonna, I'm going to do it. Yeah, that's my responsibility. I'm not going to be lazy and letting everything pile up yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, I, I, I'd say, yeah, not not lazy. And I've seen these things, especially around our time, where all of this, even what I'm talking about, males don't practice this. Yeah, you know, I, I, pe- I mean, people just want to do their own thing, and so masculinity being men, that it's it's really being attacked nowadays. Yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. Because what what it means to be a godly man is basically contrary to what the culture says today. Hence, yeah. godly. Yeah, godly man. Yeah. See, if 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 more men that were professing Christ would actually take the role seriously and seek godliness and holiness, things would change even in the church today. Yeah, I heard, I heard someone say this. Um, uh, how, how does it go? Nothing more dangerous than than a man who has a lot of energy but is bored. Mm. In other words, he's because he's out for destruction. Yeah, he's not playing his role. He's doing. He, he's being energetic, but for the wrong reasons. Yeah, it's like my son. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's still a boy. You know what I mean? So, yeah. No, yeah, that's good. Nothing more dangerous than that, you know. Yeah. So when I think about what a godly man is, I always think about the advice that King David gave to his son Solomon before he passed away. And it's funny because they both came to the same conclusion. Watch, check this out. David obviously had his issues, you know what I mean, with the murdering and adultery stuff, right? That's some big issues. But, but, no, but look, check this out. He was known after a man, after God's heart. So a man, no, we're not perfect. That doesn't give us a right to go sleeping around or anything like that. But the thing that made David a man is that he saw after God in his sin. He recognized yeah. his sin and he wrote Psalm 51. He recognized it and he turned from it. See, a man learns from his mistakes and is not afraid to be corrected, right? And then, and then the, in Second First uh, Kings chapter 2, when David's already at the end of his life and he's going to pass the throne on to Solomon, he, he, it says this. When David's time to die drew near, he commanded Solomon, his son, saying, I'm about to go the way of the earth. Be strong and show yourself a man and keep the charge of the Lord your God, walking in his ways and keeping his statutes, his commandments, his rules and his testimonies. As it is written in the law of Moses, that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn. So his advice 
to his son was, be a man, keep the Lord's commandments, obey God. That, that, that's, if, if you can give any last words to your son, I think those are very good words, be a man, take up your role, obey the Lord. He, he, that's, that was his main emphasis, keep mm. the Lord's commandments. <clears throat> and it's funny how Solomon, uh, being the wisest king that has ever ruled, you know, being full of riches and wisdom, also fell in the same sin that his father did. He right? was wise, yeah. but dumb. <laughs> That's yeah. a good way, yeah. He, 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 he fell for, for these pagan women with their gods and stuff, right? And it's funny that Solomon came to the same conclusion at the end of the book of Ecclesiastes. He says, and all this I have learned. Keep the Lord's commandments. It's funny uh-huh. because he says that, and all this I have learned. <laughs> yeah. But yet, he that, already that knew. wisdom was given to him. At yeah, the he already knew that in the beginning, I mean? but he yeah. learned it through experience. Yeah. And, and even in the Proverbs, he says, my son, keep the charge and receive the rebuke of your parents, of your mother and your father. He was big on that, too. So what does that say about us men? We need to be correcting our sons. We need to be loving our wives and showing what, who Christ is through our actions, through the things that we do, and not just speak on them and say, but actually back up what we say through our actions, right? Mm. Yeah. That, that, that right there, if you can sum it up real quick, I think that's what it is right there. And also, I'm also reminded of the qualifications for an elder. In Titus chapter 2, what are the qualifications for an elder? Watch, check this out real quick. In Titus chapter 1, verse 5, it says, This is why I left you in Crete. Paul talking to Titus, right? So that you might put what remained into order and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. If anyone is above reproach, the husband of one wife and his children are believers and not open to the charge of debauchery or insubordination for an overseer as God's steward must be above reproach. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered or drunkard or violent or greedy for gain, but hospitable, a lover of good, self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. I think that's, that's a quick summation of what both of you guys were saying right, right now. It's about... Like keeping pure, the husband and one wife. Mm-hmm. Now, how you were saying too, you know what I mean? Just that, that's like the summation. This man is a qualified elder because his life shows. It that reflects, he, yeah. It reflects that what he's a husband of, of one wife. He has loved his wife, and his, his children are now believers. He has raised his children up in such a way that they have come to faith, you know, on their own. Well, it's never on their own because God is sovereign over all, right? But he done, he done his part in training up his kids in the way that they should go so that they not depart as they get older. Mm-hmm. He's done his, his, his job as a husband and a father. Not only that, the testimony of others around him would be able to say that this man, he's not quick-tempered. He's hospitable. He, he's above reproach. So that others can say, yeah, this man right here. He holds the he, character. He hears the character yeah. of this. So this man's life reflects Christ, not only to his wife and children, but to those who are around him. I, I think that's important, too, because not only is it um, 
not only is he displaying these qualities, these traits at church amongst brothers, but also too in his community. Mm-hmm. And that's what reflects back to him because just as it says that he's above reproach, the others speak highly of him. They speak yeah. good about him. Those that aren't even in the same congregation, those that are in the community, other people, outsiders could say to this man, yes, this man is the same here yeah. as he is here. Mm-hmm. He holds the character that is of a man mm-hmm. as far as a godly man. And how you were saying that he's, uh, he's not arrogant or quick tempered. He's yeah. not let of his emotions. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. He has self-control. He doesn't have a short fuse. He's not a firecracker. Yeah. Now, not, that doesn't mean that, that, that people are, that they're just perfect all the time. Of course, we make mistakes as men. You're but not we're, we're corrected. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. We're corrected. Receive correction. We receive correction. Not only that, but we're able to stand firm in the word and sound doctrine and rebuke those who contradict it. How you were saying a man is a leader, he speaks up. Yeah. You know, when, when someone uh, is maybe saying, you know, teaching contradictory to the word of God, a man would correct that and say, no. You know, not, not in a rude way or an arrogant way because he just says he's not arrogant, but in love, he corrects, right? Yeah. yeah. So those are the qualities I think of a man. And I think that right there, if more men, if we would take that seriously. It's because nobody wants confrontation. That's yeah, why. Exactly. This culture is very emotional. Yeah. It's, it's very like, you're judging me. You're, you're a hater. And that, now that's how the culture has influenced even the church. Yeah. And to that's th- their, this, whole, yeah. this whole teaching of don't judge me, is that is toxic. That's right? how they silence yeah. people. And that's how they create passive Men and passive, well, actually, I want to say passive women because women are being more outspoken now. Mm-hmm. I feel like, especially with the whole feminist yeah. thing going on, but you know, more so on on what we're talking about right now, um, it is pushing men into this passive um, category now because now it, it it gets blasted on the internet. Now you know you can get taken to court because of certain issues and now mm-hmm. granted people go about it the wrong way as far as their response and their actions that's understandable but as far as us as men that are found in Christ we need to still stand firm it doesn't matter you know what because ultimately we're we're not we're not doing it for ourselves we're doing it for God we're we're standing firm in his word and what we believe and what it says in here and, and, and so when we do hold, you know, when we are held accountable to those around us, we need to make sure that we are held accountable to, to as far as what the word of God says, yeah. because everyone's going to point back to us. You know, you may not know, you may not think about it, you know, but, but how you act at work, how you act amongst people who aren't even in the church will, you know, will in a way make full circle because one day yeah. there's going to be that day where they're going to come to the things of Christ. You know, if if it's in God's will that they will come and it's going to reflect back to you as far as like, well, how come you did this or, or you said these things yeah. or in another way, you know, family party or whatever. I don't know. However, however it happens, it will come back to you and it's going to come back to you in a way that's just like, well, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you hold this standard in this area or whatever? And it's going to challenge you and it's going to make you go back and be like, you know what? I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. It's going to have, it's going to, you know, that's happened to me in a situation where it's like, man, like I had to apologize, be like, you know what? I shouldn't have acted in that way. You know, I'm a Christian. I should have acted in this way. Yeah. I, and I, I had to apologize. Yeah. 
But that, that's a, that's what a man does. A man recognizes his mistakes. Yeah. A man, a person, or a male, we should say, that it refuses to acknowledge the things that he does wrong. I would say that's 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 not being a man. But see that that's why that's why David is known as a man after God's own heart, not because of what he did, but because of his response. Yeah, uh, he wasn't. uh, What's it called? His life wasn't viewed because of his mistakes. Yeah, it was what he did with those mistakes. He went back to God. His sin. He cried out to God. (laughs) He uh, he sought forgiveness, and more than that, he knew that that. That that uh, what's it called? He cried out to God because especially if you read Psalms fifty one, he he cries out to God, knowing that God is the only one that was able to clean him, cleanse him of his sin, and draw him back to Him. And it's because of that 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 is why we call him a man after God's own heart because of his response, his life response to his mistakes was always towards God. Mm -hmm. And so, like, can that be said of us? Exactly. You see. uh, Today, it's contradictory now, right? Yeah. Now, uh, men are looked at... If a man try to be men today, society views that as toxic masculinity. That's why I want to name this episode like that, because society's view on what a man is, he's not allowed to be a man anymore. What a man, what a man, what a man. <laughs> he's not allowed to be a man anymore. If, if you say, yeah, I'm, I'm... And me and my household... I I I work and my wife stays home, and you know takes care of the kids and and you know does housework. If you were to tell that to you know feminists in today's society, you would be like, oh, you're oppressing women. You know, women should be allowed to to work and, and do all these things, and and you're putting down your wife because you don't you don't let her work and things like that. That's contradictory. Because let's talk about the story of of the Bora in in the, in the book of Judges. Where you know she 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 was a leader of the army, right? Everyone uh-huh. everyone would go back to that, even feminist Christians, you know, air quotes that that would turn back to that. You see, or people that Google. Yeah, you see, <laughs> this woman was a leader of an army of God, and God led her to do it. But you must take in consideration the whole story how it goes. It's because there was no man to step up. Yep. It was to the shame of a man that a woman had to step up. To lead the army of God It was to the shame of the man mm-hmm. Because the man's role Was to be the leader of the army But he didn't find any men That were men To step up to the plate And we see that today We see that today a lot Where men are not stepping up to the plate That's why women are rising up And say I don't need a man I don't need you know, <coughs> to, For a man to provide for me I can provide on my own, on my own. Leading the army of their household But that's a, that's a bitter woman that's that's a woman that that has you know, uh, broken feelings towards someone that did her dirty, and that's to the shame of men, mm-hmm. because we should be cherishing our women. We should be taking care of a woman. A woman shouldn't feel like that that they have to step up to the plate because the man's not doing it. Yeah, that's to the shame of the man. There shouldn't be these yeah. memes of hold my purse, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, dude. Because think because think about that, man. Now you got women. Raising boys And you know People can make the argument Well I was raised by my single mom And I came out to be a man You know Maybe that may be true To some extent But there's only some things That only men can teach Their children Yeah Yeah You know When 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 men Teach their children They are kind of like Preventing that 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 chain 
of what the culture is. That that's why a lot of gangbangers, that's why a lot of drug addicts only grew up in a single parent household, and it's usually the mom. Women, you know, I appreciate those. I put it in work because you know their men did them dirty, but there's only some things that men can teach their children, and we need to be able to say, son. This is what a man does. Follow me, uh, Paul's words. Follow me as I follow Christ. A man should be able to, 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 to pass on knowledge and wisdom and love to his children as a reflection of his faith. Not just uh, ruling with an iron fist. Because men can pay, I mean, I should say men, but males can pay bills. Males can, can, can provide for their family that they have food, clothing, but then they can be, you know, uh, emotionally distant from their children and their wives. A man really loves his wife and, and gives his life for her as Christ gave, gave his life for the church and trains up his children in the way that they should go so that when they get older, they do not depart. Now, now I was going to say, uh, this is... Uh, now, now we're going into the adding layers to this uh, godly man. Because uh, first and foremost, it is a godly man. And then now, as you're talking about, mm. now we're going into fathers. Right? Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, there's, there's, there is a difference because there's the, the base, the general, which yeah. is the godly man. And then if you're a father or a husband, there's those added layers of more responsibility. Yeah, yeah. See, I didn't so, even notice I was going into that. So, so, <laughs> so well, I was going to say, well, before we go venture more into that, I was going to ask maybe Victor... As far as a godly man, before we go into godly husband and godly father, I mean, because I mean, we, we the yeah, list goes yeah. down. You could add more layers yeah, to, yeah, to these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. I, I, just, I think that just came naturally for me because I'm <laughs> a husband and a father. You know? well, but yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Victor, what are your thoughts, man? As, as a single man, well, I was gonna say, yeah, competing against yeah. today's culture, today's culture, and, and and like how you brought up right now earlier when you when you uh, made your points. As far as other guys, as far as purity, right? Yeah. yeah. So maybe ex- expounding on the third reason that you said. I forget. The third one being, um, uh, what was it? Controlling? Self-control? Self-control. Was but that the third one or was that the yeah. second one? That was the second one. Yeah. Second one. So maybe expanding on self-control because today, I mean, from, from what we see today is men do not have self-control. Today, yeah. it is, it is uh, almost... What would you say? We'll, we'll put it like this. Uh, us as, as, as uh, married men, uh, if we go out and cheat on our wives, we have a lot to lose, right? Yeah, you as especially a single, with children. Yeah, we're, we're, we're held accountable in that sense. You as a single person, if you go sleeping around with women... You're not really held accountable, like. Well, I was gonna right? say not not right. even sleeping around. I mean, you could be dating a woman and 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 and, and messaging yeah. messaging another yeah, woman on the go. side. I mean, it doesn't even have to go to the extreme of that, but even yeah. just being held accountable as not held accountable, but just like control, self control in that area, as far as relationships, yeah. and then maybe even two self control as far as indulgences, right? Yeah, yeah. As far as like, what are you doing with your time, your resources, your finances? Mm-hmm. I mean, there there is more self control than just uh, just women. There's more of a no, yeah, heat in uh, the moment. Stuff yeah, like one that. thing about self self control also, I mean, because men people think that being man is you have to be brave. It reminds me of Lion King. 
Uh, <laughs> when Simba went, went out looking for trouble and Mufasa, Mufasa told him, just because you're brave doesn't mean that you have to be. Doesn't mean uh, you go out looking for trouble. And I think that sometimes that, that's what uh, males think that being a man is. They go out looking for trouble. They uh, go Because they, they want to be looked at as a strong type and then they're like, don't mess with me because I'm a man type of thing. Because yeah. like, even, even I, I see it around too. Uh, I mean, there's been a couple fights at, at my workplace too. Because somebody, you know, someone didn't have self-control. They wanted to act like a man. So, you know, they, they got into a fight. I'm just like, well, you lost your job. Congratulations. Uh-huh. How does this make a man? <laughs> yeah. You lost your job because you didn't have self-control. Here's your award. So, yeah, your here's final your check. Yeah. So, I mean, as for you guys, you know, you know sexually or whatever, if, if you guys, uh, something happens within your marriage, you guys lose your wives and your kids and all that, right? Uh-huh. Well, for me, you know, so if I don't have self-control in regards to, you know, uh, not getting into fights or anything at my, at my job, I lose my job. In uh-huh. uh, that type of way, I, I can lose some things by not having self-control. And not only that, if I lose my temper or, or just not self-control in any area, how is that going to reflect me? Because I'm not, I'm not even, it's not just talking about a single man anymore, it's like I'm a pastor. Yeah. Yeah. How is the testimony yeah, going to reflect on me? Yeah. Well, look at him. He doesn't have self-control. He must not be a godly man. Or even people... Or giving validation to those who are doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so... Because um, I was talking about that in regards to self-control. Like, you know, keeping your emotions in, in control. Not giving off to everything that comes to mind. Because I think that... that, that um, boys don't think the outcome. Yeah. They just... They, they just think whatever they think and they want to act upon it right away. And I, that's why I say that men, men have self-control. They don't just act on what they feel. They don't just act on what their emotions. They, you know, so, sometimes you just need to go pray for, for a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah, I, th- I think self-control is, is, is big. Because um, that reflects your attitude. That reflects who you are in all areas. I'm talking about sexually, emotionally. Physically, mentally, everything. I I think one thing too that you could add on to that, that we could add on to that, um, as far as self control, is um, what was it? Excuses. Right there's mm. self control. We need to have self control, and then like an underlying uh, bullet point would be uh, without excuse, because I've because oh, from yeah, what I've yeah, seen yeah. and and even you know I'm at fault for this too is. If we don't have self-control, we make an excuse for a, a reason to validate what we did was okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a reason why we were out of line was because, oh, well, you don't understand. I had a bad day. Mm-hmm. Or, well, you don't understand, you know, this happened in my mm-hmm. life. Or this happened. Or, you know, I was brought up in this way. Or, or whatever it may be, there's an excuse to validate yourself. And so I feel like that would be like one of those like bullet points that, that, that goes under self-control because when we're not having self-control we try to find a way to justify our our uh our actions that yeah. went out of line yeah exactly i agree no yeah so think about uh just in the way that um they're trying to change masculinity in the culture today let's talk about that real quick how now men are perceived as kind of feminine now not to be a man is to be uh, uh, more like on feminine, whether they, their appearance is feminine, whether their attitude is feminine, 
whether you know they're just more like women now. So what is what is the effect or the result of a man not being a man or not taking up his role as a man? How does that affect families? How does that affect culture? Hmm. You want to handle this one first, Victor? <laughs> <laughs> Just from oh yeah yeah why don't we do that first then? As far as just you would like as far as pertaining to you. Let's yeah. say for you example, right? Because you're not married, you don't have a, uh, any kids right now. So then how would that affect what what uh surrounds you as far as your family and maybe your your workplace and as far as you being a pastor? How would that affect if if uh um what was it called? What would be the result then if you if you don't hold this example as far as being a godly yeah. man? So how would that affect your circle right now? And then we can move on to us as far as being parents yeah. and a husband. Like if I don't think of my role? Yeah. If, let's say tomorrow you just stop upholding godly characteristics. As far as godly traits, you're no longer um, holding this, this standard of a godly man. How would that affect those around you? Um, man. I mean... As as a role as a you know, single man, I mean, people look up to you. I mean, I got I got my my nephews looking at me too. I got people that are looking at me like let's say okay, my coworkers, they they see what's around them, and so they they you know as much as they want to you know laugh and mock and everything, at the end of the day, if they have a problem, they know that they can come to me. And so I guess not taking up that role as a man, that that'll lose uh, that connection with people. That they know that they, they can talk to this man because he knows he knows what it's like. He knows how the way to act. I want to be like this man right here. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that, that would, in, in a sense, lose hope for some people around me. Someone that they can turn to. Almost like so, discouraging. Discouraging, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, uh, yeah, and, and, and I mean, even the, what about the things that the sermons that I preach? Mm-hmm. How's that going to reflect on God? Mm, there you go. I mean, not, not taking up my role, it's that means that everything that I've ever preached, it's not valid. Yeah. And therefore, if this Christian, this pastor can't do it, people are going to think, what makes, how, what makes them think that, that they can do it too? Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess that being a lot of discouragement, not only that, it'll bring shame to my to, to my family. And, yes, and anything, anything that's not taking up the role, it'll take up shame. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, yeah, like just as a godly man, people people look up to you. Yeah, yeah, I, I like I like what you said about shame. that. It reflects on God. That yeah, that what what I do. People are not going to take God seriously. Yeah, they're, they're not. No. I think that's why it even highlights, too, in the New Testament, that when we do things, we are doing all things unto God. Yeah. Because yeah, everything yeah. we do reflects back to him because we call ourselves a Christian. Exactly. And so, I mean, even I think uh, Paul said to, to, to Timothy, he said, uh, keep your ministry, keep your testimony. Yeah. For people's, for people's sake and for your sake as well. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I'll just have to think, how's that going to reflect on, if it's true, how's that going to reflect on God? How are people going to view God because of my, of me not handling business? 
Of mm-hmm. uh, me not stepping up to the plate. Yeah. Of uh, me looking at this. Th- I mean, even, I mean, I talk about work a lot, but it's true. How's it going to reflect if I'm lazy at work? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mm-hmm. think, I think, uh, you know, me taking up my role as a man, I should be one of the hardest workers. Mm-hmm. Because then, then that way, they, people are going to see, man, that's, that's a man right there. He doesn't make excuses. He does what, what's got to be done. Mm-hmm. If I don't do that, of course, I lose my job and all that. But, I mean, people are going to be like, this is a man? This lazy guy? You call that a man? Mm. And it's like, and you're yeah. a Christian? Yeah. And so, I mean... It's funny how the people throw that back at you. Yeah. yeah. All the time. Yeah. And you're a Christian? You're a Christian? It's like, they know what a Christian is. Yeah. Like, they, like, they'll put you down all the time for being a Christian, but then when you don't uphold the standard of a Christian, now they throw it back at you, and you just call yourself a Christian? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so... I mean, it'll just affect the people around me. It, it, it will. So, what is the result of men that are fathers... Don't step up to the plate. Uh, I think it it does results. Well, okay. So growing up as a as a young boy who doesn't have a father that's a Christian, I think it just full in that instance first. You you always follow in the pattern of your father most times, whether you want to or not. Either you're going to be like your father in a way, or you're going to go in the opposite direction. And so as a godly father, as, as we are men in the things of God, and we are training up our children, when we're not upholding the standard, it only causes our child to ruin as far as they're, they're now going to live double lives. Because if, we're, if, if we as fathers are, are professing Christ, right? But we're not upholding the standard of Christ. Maybe we're going to church. Maybe we're that Sunday Christian, right? We yeah. go to church on Sunday. You know, we dress up nice. Let's go. We behave rightly at church. But then we go home. We're not upholding the standard. And so now now we're, we're telling our children subconsciously and by our actions that it's okay to live double lives. Mm-hmm. A double life. Right? We're being two-faced. Yep. If, you want, if I want to put it straight out, we're being a two-faced. Because now, well, now we're putting off this image in, in this area here at church, but at home we're a different person. Mm. And so subconsciously we're telling our children that, you know what, it's okay yep. not only to live a double life, now we're saying it's okay to be dishonest. Mm-hmm. And then also too that, you know what, that, um, yeah, basically that. Because now, now our children are going to know, okay, well, with, when I'm with my parents, I'm acting this way. But then when I go over here, I'm acting another way. And so now we're all living double lives. I remember as a, as a teenager, I'll be one way with my mom and her family and, and my mom's side of the family, right? You know, I wouldn't cuss. I wouldn't do anything like that. I'll, I'll be behaved to, to an extent. But then when I'm not with my mom or with my parents, I'm out there cussing, I'm drinking, I'm smoking, I'm doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. I'm living a double life, mm-hmm. right? Because, because as far as that, although they weren't going to church, they weren't... Um, professing Christians or anything like that, they still had a standard at home that they wanted me to keep. But then at the same time, they also didn't keep it themselves. So, you know, subconsciously I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, well, as long as, as long as I'm acting this way here, everywhere else is okay. So if, if we aren't holding a standard as fathers all times, then we're, we're given the okay that, you know what, 
As long as you're good here, everywhere else, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. That's good. Uh, as for me, um, something that I always will remember that my dad always told me in times <coughs> where I used to get in trouble or when things were getting a little too crazy or even he even told me this. Uh, I think around the time where my first son was born because I wasn't saved then. He always told me to be a man. And I, I, I just remember those words of him telling me, hey, be a man. You know, do what you got to do. Handle your business. And those words will always stick with me. And it's funny how as you're growing up, when your dad gives you advice, you may not receive it as a teenager or even in your young adult days. But when you start having children, it's like all, all of a sudden you're remembered of all these things that your father told you. And I think that is very important right there because if someone is growing up without a father, he doesn't have that remembrance or that um, influence of a man telling him this is how a man should be. So he grows up bitter. He grows up something missing in his life as order, as discipline. That's, that's something that only a, a father can give. Because even in, in Hispanic culture, when the child is, is, is acting up, I'm talking about the, the, you know, the children. I was going to say just the boys, but it goes for girls too. You're going to say, oh, I'm going to tell your dad when he gets home. And that used to struck fear in the children that, okay, I don't, wanna, I don't want to get disciplined by my father because he's, he's going to lay it down on me. But the difference is that a father should be able to discipline, but also in a corrective way. You know what I mean? Not out so, of emotion. Not out of emotion, not out of anger, out of a correcting. And I think once you remove that from the household, that's why you have ghettos. That's why you have the hood. Because men never grow to be men. They grow to be big boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. They still think it's okay to do all these things that they got never got instruction on. You know what I mean? I, I met a lot of a lot a lot of homies, a lot of people that be like, "Yeah, me jefita, you know, I love my moms." But you never hear doing, about that about the father. Yeah, not only that, but but they're they're doing they're caught up in the streets. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If they really cared about the mother, they would step up to the plate even if they don't have a father to take care of their mother to take care of their sisters or their little brother whoever it is and it's it's almost assumed that the boy is going to step up to the plate because something even that I tell my son and whether I go go away for a weekend you know to the men's conference or if I'm doing something or I know I'm going to be gone for a long time I tell my son hey you're the man of the house there has to be order here in this household while I'm gone, and I'm entrusting it to you. And that kind of stirs something in the mind of a child. Oh, man, I'm the man of the house. You know what I mean? I always tell him, hey, you're, I always tell my son, hey, you don't treat women like this. You don't treat your sisters. Because my son, you know, he rough plays a lot. Mm-hmm. You and my little boy. I tell him, you don't treat your sisters like that. You, 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 they're, they're girls. Even with my youngest son, they might be older than you, but you're, you're stronger than them because you're, you're a boy. God well, made you different. Yeah. 
Don't don't treat your sisters like that. Don't push them like that. And I tell my son the same way too. They're girls. They're weaker than you. They're physically weaker than you. You know what I mean? And that's even bad to say today. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but women are physically weaker than than men. So I tell my son, don't push your sisters like that. Or don't treat them like that because you're stronger. You're a boy. You're bigger. You shouldn't be treating women like that. So when you take that out, when men are out of the picture, they don't have that instruction. So that's why you have rappers or people in the culture, you know, talking women, you know, using, um, um, what's the word? Uh, well, calling women, you know, basically playing women. Derogatory. Derogatory. That's the word I was looking for. That's exactly the word I was looking for. <laughs> well, I was going to say, not even, not yeah. even just a, a, a father being absent as far as a, 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 a godly man figure, if, if so, but even too, even if the father is there, if he's not godly. Yeah, that's still not going to make a difference. Because then the son is going to grow up with anger towards his father. Yeah. Because you know I, mean? I had my father yeah. there and I still had, I had an anger towards him and a bitterness that I couldn't explain because he wasn't present all yeah. the time. Because he was, he was the kind that would, he was a provider, right? He would, he would work most, most of the day, come, come home later. He had two jobs. Um, he, would, he would do all that. He would come home. And when he came home, it was either he was he was coming home to give discipline because we were acting out, which we did a lot, or most of the time he was drinking when he got home with my uncles. Yeah. And so that that was the that was the father figure I grew up seeing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like because there's a lack of godly men, yeah, men are growing up with this emptiness as far as like trying to fill a. Because we all long for for order, we all long for um, submission as far as it, to to somebody that that we could follow in the footsteps of. And as much as people don't want to admit that, that's what we long for. And that's and so that's why when men come to to Christ and fully surrender to Him, it's it's almost like bam, yeah. this is what I was longing yeah. for. Yeah. Not only that, but but men are supposed to lead their family to, towards Christ. Like I yeah. said, they're they're. Longing to, to submit or to follow someone or have order, there's only one order that we should be following and submitting to is that's the order of Christ. So that's the job of a man. Me, I, I always, for me personally, I, I believe that my purpose in this life is to love my wife as Christ loved the church and to raise up my children in the way that they should go. If I can do that in life, if nothing, if I don't do nothing else in life, I know that when, as I get older, if the Lord allows me to, to reach, you know, an old age, that my children are believers and that my wife knows that she is loved yeah. as I get older. That my wife can say that, that, that I've had a good marriage all these years or that my children, when they go out and fend, fend for the world for themselves, they know what they believe, that they, they know who their Savior is. Yeah. I want to be, you know, that old guy with their with their children already of age, still coming to church with them. That, that, that right there is a goal right there. Yeah. To know that my children are believers. That's what it says in Titus chapter, chapter 2, that his children are believers. You know what I mean? And that he's a husband and one, one wife above reproach. I think that right there is the, the mark right there. So when men don't do that, you have, you have the, this world. I mean, the way that it is. Yeah, what I've been noticing a lot, too, is, like, there's a lot of young 
young males that are, that are just on the streets nowadays. Like, I come up across them almost every day, but it's like, where was the man in his life to show yeah. him the way, to show him how to how to live in this world, how to get a job, how to 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 be a man who handles business? Because without the role of the man, they they just they're lost, clueless. Yeah. clueless. They don't know they how don't to go know about to, things. Yeah, they don't know how to go about mm-hmm. things. And yeah, I just noticed that recently that there's a lot there's a lot of young males out there in the streets now. Yeah, I, I, I think this only stresses the 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 importance of us i mean if if you are right now serving christ and you are in a church and you are a man i would challenge you to to begin discipling some young men in your local area yeah some young boys to to really show them i mean it, it i mean it doesn't have to go as far as i mean you could do bible studies that's awesome but more so, discipleship is living life. Yeah. Showing them how a man is to, to respond. Mm-hmm. And, and that's most of the times by how we respond in our own lives to certain situations. And even just showing them, starting off by showing them like how to change oil in a car. I mean, those, mm-hmm. I mean, some of these things I didn't even, I didn't even, I didn't learn from my, from my yeah. dad. Mm-hmm. Some of these I did learn. I learned how to change car battery. I learned how to fill up a radiator and, and how to replace caps. And they, I mean, these are very simple stuff, but you'd yeah. be surprised how many people don't know how to do these things. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so even just learning these things and, and, and by way of you doing that, you're able to speak, even if it's just a scripture here and there. So I, I, I think in today's culture and this toxic culture we live in, if we are men of God, we need to start by um, discipling. Yeah. Though they may have a father, if, I mean, if, if their father is not in the things of God, we should always disciple, disciple those that are around us, the youth that are in our congregation, or maybe even that, that are in our community, just discipling. And so, I mean, that, that's very important, just discipling, showing yeah. them how a godly man is to live. Yeah, exactly. That's why I wanted to name this episode like how it is, because I believe that the culture is this toxic one. So, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think at, as we start to wrap up, I would like to, to see your guys' response as far as um, if there is one thing that is in today's culture that you could uh, flip, what would it be as far as like one thing that, that culture today would approve of or one thing that, that culture would say as far as, beca- as far as manhood? What is like one thing that you would flip or as far as give a response to it in in what the bible has to say about it i would start with the music i think i'm big on music because uh-huh. i love music and so when we hear this rappers have a big influence you know what i mean yeah so if i, I if i could change anything or flip something uh, i would change the music like content content wise yeah because mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, all you hear on the radio is that kind of debauchery kind of music man yeah it's just women women even themselves do talk about themselves they they want respect they want to be looked at as equals to men but then you got women like Nicki minaj or cardi b calling themselves or calling other women's by the b word or putting themselves you know with skimpy outfits and putting themselves as those stereotypes of women of of you know lustful women and things like that and then you got these boys that are not men lusting after them and then 
they demand a change without wanting to change. Yeah. So I think that's a big problem that hip hop has that men are looked at the players and women are also looked at players as players also. Yeah. So they have a big influence. If I could change something, I would change the music content wise. That just to to show people because they're preaching over a mic. You know what I mean? And if we can have more, you know, Christ-centeredness, then things will start to change in that way. And I think that plays into Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. It all goes together because now what is Kanye doing even with his wife? Doesn't want her to, to, to dress all provocative like that. You know what I mean? And even too with his music too. How he's, he's taking an unpopular stance on things yeah. in today's yeah. culture. Because even in his music, he he's even said, too, that he's not going to be performing those same songs yeah, yeah, he's yeah. done before. Maybe a few, but he's changing it up. He's changing up the lyrics to them. And well, to what did he say on one of the songs? Answer. He said he said uh, uh, something about raising up their, their daughters. Yeah, he's yeah. always, man. And I think it was like two or three of mm-hmm. his songs he's emphasizing um, treating his, their, the daughters well. Mm-hmm. And yeah. not letting this world indoctrinate them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't let them indoctrinate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, mm-hmm. That's a good sign right there. So, yeah, man. So, how about you, Victor? If I can change, change or flip something around, so that was the question? Society, yeah, as yeah. far as what Society. culture yeah. approves of. Into, yeah. Um, huh. I say the way we dress. Hmm. How so? How so? Because it's like... Uh, as far as the way men dress? <laughs> yeah, as far as the way men dress, I mean... Hey, you're talking about the skinny jeans and that kind of stuff? Skinny jeans, yeah. Dude, no, what, what's wrong with skinny <laughs> jeans, man? I don't know. I think that, that's what, that was meant for women, you know what I mean? The, the, less, circula- <laughs> the less circulation, the better. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I mean, because, I mean, I mean, there's pictures on the internet, too, like... Guys even putting on dresses and all that too. Yeah. You mean like Jaden Smith and the Pharrell? Uh, like, 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 Pharrell, like it's in, yeah. You know, it's yeah. in, this stuff is in, and yeah, and you know, I'd say it's it's way that you dress with that would come uh, social media. Uh, not that's not so much as flip around or change. It. I I'd, I'd say encourage the the men out there to get off your phones, mm. be with your families. When it's time to eat with your families, eat with your families. Don't be on the phone. When it's time to teach your kids. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 spark up an idea that you got off social media and it worked for them or something. You know, just just stay off your phone and and be the man that you're called to be. Yeah. Don't waste time on, on you know this and that because ultimately what you're seeing, what you're watching, it is gonna affect affect you the way that you think. Yeah. And the way that you act out. That's why I said close because, you know, people, people we're watching what, 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 you know, the big stars, what they were in. They're like, oh, I want to wear that because that, yeah. so-and-so is wearing it. And if, if he says it's okay, then, then it's okay and that's what's in. And so, so yeah, I say the, the, way, that, that, the way that we that, that we dress ourselves. I, uh-huh. I change that. Go back to the student time, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, I was I I would say, um, women interactions or women relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I say that because growing up, my dad never. Only, as far as just with women, he would say, not to hit a woman, but he never told me really how to treat a woman. Mm. 
Now, there was those don'ts, right? Which is don't hit a woman. And then his other thing that he had told me is don't get a girl pregnant. <laughs> but, but but there was never that inter- But he didn't but tell you Not to be sleeping around Exactly He, said, he didn't tell me How around. to treat a woman mm-hmm. How to um, Be pure Or anything now, now mind you He wasn't godly He wasn't In the yeah. things of Christ Today I'm able to do that With my son But just even In today's culture Especially with um, What's that app There's an app Tinder or whatever Right oh, Where people can meet like- up we could yeah. swipe. You can meet with with people randomly and hook up for a night or two, whatever. Man, I, if there's one thing I could flip around is is men's interactions with women. Mm. Not not every um, I guess you would say not every uh, nice woman or genuine woman is trying to flirt with you. Yeah. And so that's for some of the men. So so you don't have to be pouncing on 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 these these women that are just trying to be nice. Mm. And 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 so even too with just as far as men, that we are to seek friendship, don't seek relationship. Because you know, growing up, I didn't know any of this. I didn't know how to treat a woman. As far as that, I had sisters. But, I mean, that's a whole different um, interaction yeah. as far as with mm-hmm. women that are there. And so my, my thing to flip is just learn how to treat a woman yeah. with respect. So with all women that are in your circle, seek friendship with them. Don't, go, don't let it go past any of that. Yeah. And, and so I, I feel like when, when we seek friendship with them and seeing them as a sister. And I think that's, that's, that's even though it's in, in the Bible, but like I, I praise God. That in the church we call each other brothers and sisters, yeah. Because it gives us a whole different lens. It's like when we start saying those words, we're like, "Oh, that's my sister." Yeah. You get me? And we're gonna protect them and treat them as a yes. sister. Yeah. And so, yeah. So if I could change anything, is is that like for for us as men and any man in the in 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 culture today, is to learn how to treat a woman and how how we treat a woman is in the Bible. Yeah. That we are to uh, deny ourselves before them. Well, yeah, that's more for for husbands. But uh, more than that, that we are to hold them as equal as us as far as under Christ. Yeah. Well, even uh, I think First uh, or Second Timothy says, uh, treat younger women as, as sisters with all purity. Yeah, look there to you go. Women yeah. Mothers. Mm-hmm. And it's, in other words, to look to, to the women with absolute purity yeah. as sisters and as mothers. Yep. So, so I mean, that, that would apply to, to just any... any. And, and you know what? With that, as far as... Uh, women relationship and as far as interactions that goes along with the whole porn industry Mm. Mm -hmm. that Mm. needs to stop put an end to it whatever it may be because i mean you know this is bad to to say but this is true for a lot of other guys that i've talked to i mean i was introduced to porn in sixth grade we found a magazine at our school we're like what the heck is this you know there was no parents stopping us. Mm-hmm. We kept it secret. And then on top of that, then, then you know, a couple of years later, my dad introduced me into porn as far as saying, you know what? Like, like I noticed you've been looking at these websites on my computer. He's like, you know what? I don't care, but I, I don't want you doing that on other people's computers. And, and he showed me whatever, all these things. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> and I know. And, and, and that was from my dad. And I was like, what the heck? So I guess this is okay. Yeah. And so that mm-hmm. started a, a long, um, a, a deep rabbit hole for me as far as yeah. 
going through high school and how I viewed women. And then to that, man, that really affects your relationship down the road. You don't see it. You may see it as, as, as just mm. like video eye candy or, but mm. that really subconsciously affects the way you treat women. Mm. Especially when you, when you get married and, and, and into your, uh, what's it called? When you have a wife and you have sexual relations, it really does affect that area. You don't mm. see it, but it does. I, I think you, you hit on something very big. You know what I mean? That I think every man has, will have and has had his interaction with pornography. Yeah, and, and I that, think that's and, and a that, good topic yeah. that we could talk about on yeah, another episode yeah. when oh, we have our yeah, wives. Dude, that's that, that's deep right there. No, man. serious, that's real deep right there, and we don't talk about it enough. So maybe we, yeah, maybe next time we could do an episode on the effects of pornography in the life of a man. Oh yeah, and just bring it to light. You know what I mean? Because we don't talk about that much, even in the church. You'd be surprised, you know, how many professing Christians still look at pornography. I think the statistic you know I mean? was nine out of ten men in the church struggle with pornography. Dang. I remember, I remember that because my first, uh, within my first year being at Streetlight, I remember pastor saying that over the pulpit, and 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 he he's always big on statistics. He'll always yeah. go to the, like the survey, those websites. I don't know the name of the the websites, but like it's always these surveys, these statistics that that are up to date. And and I remember him saying that. And when he said that, I was like, I'm not the only one. In my mind, I said it because I thought I was the only one that Dang, struggled with porn. That's crazy. Not, and not only that, but as far as single Christian men that are that are enticed by pornography is going to want them to give up their virginity and not save themselves for their wives. They're going to want to get it first, and because they're they're enticed by these images, and they're going to want that right away. So now that affects them to be like, well, I'm not a man unless I lose my virginity or something. Yeah, and it makes them not save themselves for their women. So. Uh that's crazy, man. Get ready. We're going to talk about that yeah. soon. Yeah, get ready. Yeah. But um, as far as to wrap up this episode, any last thoughts? I will leave off with the words of Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. After describing what love is, every man should take that to heart. But his words right here that I leave all y'all with. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. Mm. When I became a man... I gave up childish ways, for now I see in the mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part that I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Love for Christ, love for our women, love for our children. If you can do anything in life, that's what a man is. He loves God, loves his wife, loves his children. Love his community, brothers and sisters around him. A man is defined by his love. Man. Man. So uh, this was another episode brought to you by Reform Rasa. Don't forget to hit that like button on that Facebook page. We're going to have many more uh, Reform Rasa convos, pictures, live things. And follow us on Instagram, Reform Rasa at Instagram. And uh, yeah, hit that like button. Send us an email, reformrasa at gmail.com. And share this episode to a boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any questions, comments, concerns, or rebukes, hit us up at the hit email. Hit us up. Gracias for enduring with us. And, you know, hit us up, man. You know, follow the podcast. Share it. We're available on every podcast streaming platform. Hit us up. You know, give us your thoughts, your questions, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And we'll respond to you, bro. 
Yeah, get ready for more episodes coming. We have a lot of good topics yeah, we want to touch on. And we're going to so, bring on uh, some people yeah. too, man. So you'll be, that's a surprise for later on. But we're going to have some guests. Talk about, we're going to get into it, bro. I'm talking about, it's going to be a new <laughs> direction that we're headed in. You know what I mean? Yeah, seriously. I mean, we're we're pumped up. We're excited. Yeah. Um, yeah, just continue. Thank you for listening. This is a long episode, but you know yeah. what? Yeah, this, this, these topics need to be long. I mean, you yeah. can't do these topics within 30 minutes. It's, yeah, it's very yeah. hard to do that. Yeah, it is. But uh, thank you guys for supporting us and listening. It, I mean, just, just by seeing the numbers as far as how many people are listening, it really is encouraging yeah, to know that. Um, That's for everybody. Yeah. So this is Reform Rasa. Catch us on the next one. Thank you for enduring with us. And Rato Vatos. Peace. Lates. I once thought like a child. Speak as a child. I'm a man now. Yo, it's time to get away from this childishness, yo. Real talk. These streets ain't got nothing for us but death and let down, you heard? That boy is Benny Hanna. You can't be a boy forever, you ain't Peter Pan. You gotta go out of that childishness and be a man. This ain't Neverland, never, never, Neverland. This ain't Neverland, never, never, Neverland. You can't be a boy forever, you ain't Peter Pan. You gotta go out of that childishness and be a man. This ain't Neverland, never, never, Neverland. This ain't Neverland, never, never, Neverland. One day we all gotta grow up, boy, leave man, show up. Spent your days getting high, or drinking pass out. Throw up, reckless up in the club You had too much rum and cola Sugar ruin your kidneys from all that liquor and soda Streets are worse than they told ya So your heart's getting colder Go to war for the money So you say you a soldier When you live among the garden snakes You think you a cobra And that's cool Until you run straight into a boa With them OGs are telling you it's nonsense You gon' end up in court with charges and pleading no contest Might destroy your future if you get caught in that process I pray the word of God will prick you in your conscience I hope you listen to me when I'm talking to you Don't put your faith in all this crap these people market to you And don't follow everything your dog just barking to you Your homie foolish beef can't have someone put that chopper to you You can't be a boy forever, you ain't Peter Pan You gotta go out of that childishness and be a man This ain't Neverland, never, never, Neverland This ain't Neverland, never, never, Neverland you can't be a boy forever, you ain't Peter Pan You gotta go out of that childishness and be a man This ain't Neverland, never, never, Neverland This ain't Neverland, never, never, You make a lot of noise with the loud Ophos call it that reefer Looking like a Maldiva Skinny jeans and Adidas Ladies call you pretty boy Complimenting your features All that's on your mind is how to pimp these beautiful creatures Trying to imitate the goons And these rappers your teachers Comedics on YouTube But won't listen to preachers Addicted to for hospital procedures Quit while you're ahead Karma catches up like a cheetah ah, ah. Homie, it is time to change your mind state Boy, this could turn out ugly like a blind date Can't undo the evil, life don't come with a rewind tape Thanking God that I'm no longer adding to the crime rate When you're young, you will have more insecurities But if you make it through, it can bring more maturity Walk the righteous path, a bumpy road it is sure to be But the way of Christ is the only thing that is pure to me You can't be a boy forever, you ain't Peter Pan You gotta go out of that childishness and be a man This ain't Neverland, never, never, Neverland this ain't Neverland, never, never, Neverland. Nah. You can't be a boy forever, you ain't Peter Pan. Uh-uh. You gotta go out of that childish.
foolishness and be a man. This ain't Neverland, never, never, never land. This ain't Neverland, never, never, never land. 